Stay up to date and engage with the financial world. You're listening to the Wall Street Millennial Podcast. Over the past few years, Chinese President Xi Jinping has been cracking down on various sectors of the country's economy. He's doing this both to support his common prosperity agenda and to increase the Communist Party's control. They started by cracking down on real estate, technology, and private education industries. More recently, Xi has set his sights on the gambling city Macau as a target for his next crackdown. Located on the southern coast of China, Macau is a special administrative region similar to Hong Kong. You can think of Macau as the Las Vegas of China. Gambling is illegal in mainland China, but legal in Macau. Because of this, tens of millions of tourists from the mainland come to the city to gamble. The massive amount of demand from these tourists has allowed Macau to become the largest and wealthiest gambling hub in the world. In 2019, the city generated $36 billion in aggregate gambling revenue. To put that into perspective, it's roughly six times greater than Las Vegas. The city's vast gambling wealth is divided across a relatively small population of 650,000. This has allowed their average income per capita to reach $86,000 in 2019, making them the richest city in China by far. If Macau were its own country, it would be the third richest in the world after Qatar and Luxembourg. The recently deceased Macau casino mogul Stanley Ho had a net worth in excess of $10 billion. While the gambling magnates have been able to amass unbelievable fortunes over the past few decades, it looks like their time may soon be coming to an end. As you might guess, the gambling and conspicuous consumption of Macau doesn't sit well with President Xi's common prosperity agenda especially when this wealth is mostly extracted from mainland Chinese tourists. In December of 2021, authorities arrested Alvin Cho, who was one of Macau's top gambling moguls on charges of illegally organizing cross-border gambling and online gambling operations. He allegedly created an online betting company in the Philippines, which catered towards mainland Chinese residents. As you might expect, Alvin's company, Sun City Group, has seen its share price more than cut in half since the criminal allegations were first reported, and it is down more than 90% from its all-time highs. And it's not just Sun City. The share prices of all six major Macau casino companies are down between 30 and 60% over the past year, on fears that the government will continue its crackdowns and COVID-related travel restrictions will continue to weigh on tourism. In this video, we'll look at how Macau grew to be so wealthy, why the Chinese government is cracking down on them, and what will be the future of the city. Back in the 1800s, Macau was occupied by Portuguese colonists. In efforts to raise revenue, they legalized gambling and taxed it heavily. Throughout the 19th and 20th centuries, the gambling industry grew steadily in the city, making up an important part of the government's revenue. In 1999, Portugal transferred sovereignty of Macau back to China after 150 years. Around the same time, China was also opening up its borders and integrating with the rest of the world. While technically part of China, Macau would be run as a special administrative region similar to Hong Kong. That means that they have latitude to set their own rules and regulations. Importantly, China continued to allow Macau to run casino gambling, which by this point made up the majority of the city's economy and government revenue. This put Macau in an extremely favorable situation. Gambling is completely illegal in mainland China. If people there want to gamble, the closest place to go is Macau. You can think of it as similar to Las Vegas. Vegas is in the middle of the desert, and there's no particular reason a large city should form there. The only reason it did is because gambling was legal, and tourists from all over the country came there to gamble. 
Macau has a similar situation, but the opportunity is even greater. China's population is four times the size of the U.S. And while there are a few other places like Atlantic City in the U.S. which allow gambling, for Chinese residents looking to gamble, Macau is the only game in town. To operate a casino in Macau, you need a license from the government. The government only grants six licenses to create an oligopoly. Currently, the six licensed casinos are SJM, Wynn Resorts, Las Vegas Sands, Galaxy Entertainment Group, MGM Mirage, and Melco. Wynn Resorts, Las Vegas Sands, and MGM are all American companies, which set up offshoots in Macau to take advantage of the growth opportunity. Macau taxes the casinos heavily, and gambling-related taxes make up 80% of government revenues. As China became richer, the opportunity for Macau casinos to profit from high-net-worth Chinese tourists increased as well. Some people will go to Macau on their own just like how Americans would go to Vegas from time to time. But if the casinos wanted to make real money, they would need to be more proactive. To this end, casinos would hire contractors called junkets. The junkets would go overseas to places like Singapore, Hong Kong, and even mainland China and seek out high-net-worth individuals. They would offer these clients VIP treatment including arranging visa and travel plans, giving them private VIP rooms, and providing financing and foreign exchange services. You can think of the junkets as whale hunters. A single rich client that they bring to Macau could net the casino hundreds of thousands in profits, which would be split up between the casino and the junket. Throughout the 2000s and early 2010s, these whales were pivotal to Macau's economic growth, and they accounted for more than half of total gambling revenue at the peak. At the pinnacle of the gambling industry was the so-called junket king Alvin Chow. Alvin founded a company called Sun City Group, which was the largest junket operator in Macau, controlling about 40% of the market. They became so ubiquitous that almost every casino had a VIP room specially made for Sun City clients. By the 2010s, he was a billionaire, and his personal affairs were widely reported by local celebrity gossip tabloids. But as it turns out, the sources of his vast wealth may not have all been strictly above board. While Chinese residents are allowed to travel to Macau, gambling is strictly prohibited within China. The government views gambling as addictive and socially destructive, which is probably true. It is also illegal for Macau-based junkets to send agents to mainland China to directly recruit VIP clients. Apparently, Sun City was doing this anyway for many years, but the mainland authorities turned a blind eye. Alvin allegedly started an online casino operation in the Philippines. How it works is they would livestream a poker game in the Philippines online, and mainland Chinese residents could view it through an app. The viewers from China could tell the operators which cards to play and bet real money. The operators in the Philippines were basically playing the game on behalf of the end customers in China, so it was almost as if they were bringing a virtual casino to mainland China. This was especially popular during the pandemic, when travel restrictions prevented people from going to Macau in person. Unfortunately, this was completely illegal and Alvin along with 10 of his co-conspirators were arrested this past December. In the past, many Chinese authorities would turn a blind eye to a lot of these junkets coming in to recruit Chinese VIPs. But with this recent crackdown on the junket king, it looks like President Xi is finally starting to crack down. And given how he's been cracking down on other industries like real estate, technology, and private education, gambling looks like another natural target for the common prosperity agenda. There's no particular reason that Macau should be as rich as it is. They don't have any innovative technology or valuable natural resources. Their wealth is purely the result of gambling being legal there but illegal on the mainland. It's almost like a zero-sum game between Macau and China. The only way that Macau makes money is if Chinese gamblers lose money. Additionally, 
Many wealthy Chinese businessmen use Macau casinos to bypass strict capital controls and launder their money into foreign currencies. All six of the major Macau casino operators have seen their share prices decline significantly over the past year, and many observers are questioning the long-term viability of the Macau gambling industry. And this is all happening at the worst possible time for the city. In 2020, their aggregate casino revenue declined by 79% as COVID-related travel restrictions decimated tourism. In 2021, this is expected to rebound back to $15 billion, but this is still less than half the pre-COVID level. And with China facing problems with the highly infectious Omicron variant recently, 2022 might not be much better than 2021. Even once the COVID issue is completely resolved, the junket rings that used to bring in the majority of casino revenue are likely gone for good. The government wants Macau to diversify its economy to be less reliant on gaming. They recently released a five-year plan designed to boost the city's technology, finance, and non-gambling tourist sectors. However, it's unclear if these will gain any traction. There's no real reason to believe that Macau will be successful at anything other than gambling, as that's pretty much all they've done for the past hundred years. They don't have the expertise to diversify into new industries. There are fears that the government may force the casino operators to invest in non-gambling businesses as a condition to renew their gambling licenses. This probably contributed to the share price declines, as such investments would almost certainly be value-destructive. The rise and fall of Macau shows how unstable their economic system was. With COVID, their GDP was more than cut in half and is struggling to rebound. And in the long term, their economy is beholden to how far Beijing decides to go with their junket crackdown. While they can try to diversify into other industries, their days of being the richest city in China are probably numbered.